welcome back to the podcast or welcome if it's your first time joining us. We're happy you're here with us. We're talking about a bit of a taboo topic today. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, we felt inspired today to bring forth this topic of slut shaming of, um, yeah, being made wrong in your self-expression or in your liberation of your own sexuality. And this is something that Manda and I experience um, in our own journey and our, our own experiences. And it's something that a lot of the women in our community experience as well. And they come to us and ask if I'm going to be more self-expressed and more um, expressive in the way that I embody my sensuality, what what do I do when people are upset by that? People are triggered by that or they say mean things to me about it or make me wrong for the way I'm showing up. How do I handle that? How do I, am I wrong? Mm. Is this wrong? You know, it's interesting because you can find that liberation in your sexuality But then when you go out into the world and you express it or you embody it in whatever way feels true and right for you and people come back with this sometimes aggressive or negative or hurtful opinion of it, Mm -hmm. you can you can actually question yourself and actually be in the space of like, am I wrong? Is this wrong? Yeah, it's so made wrong in our culture. It's so like believed to be dirty and too much Mm -hmm. and shouldn't be expressed we've been so taught so conditioned that it should not be expressed it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be embodied Mm -hmm. and so when you do embody it other people what they haven't owned in themselves what they are made to believe is wrong within themselves they see you showing that Mm -hmm. and embodying that and they believe it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And and it is really hard. Like, even for us, we just... Amanda just had an experience recently um, experiencing this. And, you know, <laughs> she was kind of, like, in the moment of talking through it, she had her moments of being like, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Is this wrong? Am I too much? You know, and so I think that's important for us to speak on because we, too, experience this. Yeah. We, too question ourselves and go through these experiences of of being slut-shamed, of being uh, made wrong in our expression. Yeah. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Um, Yeah. For me, my, my path to becoming a sexually liberated woman, um, it has yeah, it's been empowering. Like, lately, recently, it's been mostly really empowering. And um, it was interesting to be confronted in the way that I was in this um, recent example that Leah is talking about. Because, you know, I had been really owning it with the understanding of... Uh, with any kind of um, expression around your sexuality, um, when it's coming from an empowered place, it's empowering, right? But it can also um, 
subject you to objectification and to slut shaming. And so, yeah, I guess this was just like an opportunity for me to be confronted with the people that are really going to um, not understand it and to, like Leah was saying, to think that it's wrong. And at first it was really, it was really, really hard for me because I was faced with it, like literally face to face. Um, and it really took me off guard in the way that it happened. Um, essentially, I had been seeing this guy. It had only been maybe a couple weeks of seeing each other. And something happened that, um, you know, we were out together one night and some something happened that made him feel um, really jealous of the attention that I was getting and the way that I was showing up while we were out. And then we had a conversation about it. And that conversation led into him bringing up uh, my social media. And so he was like... He was like, yeah, I hadn't really looked at it until now. And he was like, I went through all of your posts. And honestly, he's like, I'm just going to be upfront with you. Honestly, what it looks like is you're putting out hoe energy. And when you're showing up like a hoe, that's the kind of attention that you're going to get. And um, basically said <laughs> that that was probably the reason why I haven't had a healthy relationship yet or haven't attracted a healthy relationship yet. So, yeah, essentially slut-shaming me. And um, I could see that his belief became very clear to me that his belief is very rooted in women are either, um, they're either a slut or a hoe or they're a wife. And there's no in-between. We don't get to be anything in-between. We can, we only have to, we only have, you know, one choice, one or the other. We can't be both. Can't be anything in between the two. And um, I, yeah, like sitting there in that conversation with him, like sitting face to face with him, like someone sitting across from me and telling me that was really um, hard to take at first. Like it was, it really, like I said, like threw me off guard and it made me start to question like, oh my gosh, is that like, am I being too much? And like, is that the reason why I haven't yet found my, you know, masculine partner? Um, why I've had trouble in the past um, with the partners that I've had and toxic relationships and, you know, is this something that I'm going to have to give up in order to find a, a healthy relationship or to be in a healthy relationship? And and he even went on to say, like, because I tried to share, you know, what it means for me to show up in this way. And I shared that I'm not going to change the way that I show up online. And I believe that it is possible to meet a man who can be okay with that, with the way that I show up, and even, like, more than okay with it, who will understand it and appreciate it the way that I do. And he just basically told me straight up, he was like, that's not possible, that's not going to happen, that's not realistic, no qual no man of quality would, um, would be with a woman who shows up the way that you do online. So yeah, so I... <laughs> essentially walked away from that and was like all right we're clearly um not on the same page here and this is this is not we're not a fit this is not going to work so 
got myself out of, you know, into the conversation, got myself out of the situation, um, bowed out gracefully, and I said I respectfully disagree. Um, but as soon as I left his place and got in my car and drove away, like, all of this emotion came up and, um, you know, I just started crying and I was um, grateful to be able to go straight to meet my friends, to meet Leah and Jesse and Sylvia who are all waiting for me with um, open arms and so much love and acceptance and validation and I'm eternally grateful to have a support system like that because, you know, I opened up to them and I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. But on the other hand, I'm like, wait, but is he right? <laughs> like, is, am I too much? <laughs> and they were quick to remind me, like, no, Amanda, you know, like, um, you know, just to remind me of like, yeah, who I am and, and, and my mission. And I loved what um, Leah and Sylvia were both reminding me of, of like, yes, the way that you show up is going to be very triggering. And this path that you've chosen of a sexually liberated woman is not going to be an easy one. Um, and I also love what Leah said about, you know, she's like, this is going to happen. You know, this is these things, these confrontations are going to happen. They're going to come up along, um, along this journey. And one, um, one thing that's really beautiful about it is that it gives you this embodied, lived experience that you can now share with other women. You know, so when a woman comes up to you and she was like, you know, shares about her experience of being slut shamed, you have a very real lived experience to um, to to share and connect with her on that level. Um, so it just really adds, honestly, <laughs> it adds to the the to the depth of the art that I'm creating. It adds to, um, you know, it takes me to deeper layers and levels uh, within myself of understanding myself and my art and my mission and my purpose and why I'm doing this. It takes me deeper into that. And for that, I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. Yeah, it, it also was really apparent that there was no mistake that this happened about three, four weeks out <laughs> to yeah. um, a half-day retreat we're holding called The Liberated Woman, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be half a day of <laughs> absolute liberation, sensual movement, embodiment, breath work, sisterhood, expressing ourselves, and really the root of it releasing and shedding so much shame Mm -hmm. um so this is our this is an event coming up we have in denver colorado it's uh i think we're about three weeks out so august 27th so at the time of this happening yeah we're about four weeks out and so i'm like there's no mistake you know if we've chosen like manda has chosen this path of an embodied powerful woman and so life will take you through these experiences to embody what you are here to teach Mm. even deeper and this this experience was you know it's it's kind of like throws you off your balance and the, the ground beneath you is unsteady and you question yourself and it's an opportunity to 
become right with, in relationship with, embodied in that thing that you're so passionate about mm-hmm. and happen to be teaching in person in four yeah. weeks, you know? Yeah. And that's what embodiment is truly, is it's being in that power, knowing that space so deeply, knowing that space of being shamed for your sexuality so Mm -hmm. that you can hold space for other women to shed that same shame Mm -hmm. so that your body can feel that space, it can study that space, it has that actual lived experience of the pain, the... um, yeah, the those sensations that come with holding shame mm. or people pushing their shame onto you. So, yeah, it was like really interesting. It really was. It really was. I was like, okay, universe, What's going life. On? <laughs> okay, life. I, I see was. You. I was shook. Let me just say, I was absolutely shook yeah you know and good word (laughs) that's how i felt even believe (laughs) and before i say this there i'm i'm also we hope to not push any of the shame on men and Mm -hmm. we're going to speak to that in just a bit Mm -hmm. um and you know this man there's no shame towards him and obviously he's had his own life experiences that have formed this story around what Mm -hmm. he's believing and like there's no shame to him right Mm -hmm. but I was absolutely shocked that that <laughs> this experience was happening and, and also very, I mean, hurt and um, saddened to see that people believe this, like so firsthand to see like this is his actual truth and also that it was projected onto my sister, you know, like a lot of like sister overly protective like (laughs) don't mess with her energy but yeah (laughs) after we had our initial reactions we were able to see like oh okay I see what's happening here I see that this is part of our experience for a reason so I think it's really fascinating um this like reclamation that's happening around the word slut um I've personally been like really diving into this topic and studying it and um yeah so for me like I was like (laughs) it really just gave me even more incentive to continue um pursuing this path and like pursuing this this reclamation of sluthood (laughs) and what that means to me and what that means to me and I'll let Leah share for herself, um, but what I've also read from a lot of the women that speak on this subject that I really admire and respect is it means that you you are sexually empowered and you're following your own desires. So slutness is self-defined, like you define yourself as a slut, nobody else. So you say you're a slut if you say you're a slut. And it doesn't have to do with anyone or anything outside of you. And so often, you know, like I think that word came from a place of shame, like shaming a woman for having sexual desires or being sexual or being embodied and sensual and expressive. And um, really, like for me, it's it's about... um, 
it's about like your relationship to yourself and your own sexual desires and it's about owning that owning your erotic power and owning it for nobody else but yourself so i think that's also something that's often um can be misinterpreted like when you're showing up online in this way people you know most people will immediately assume oh she's doing it for attention and so part of my like sexual liberation is taking back my sexuality for me for myself and so you know every time that i post a sexy photo it's not for the attention it's not for the validation but it's to yeah take it back um, and define it on my own terms and so it's a rejection of the belief that women's bodies are only meant to be um you know enjoyed for like male pleasure and women only show up sexually because they want attention and validation it's that's it's my rejection to that belief and it's my rejection to you know the patriarchal ownership of our sexual sexuality and the patriarchy trying to control women's bodies for what they want it to be used for you know they only want again they only want women's bodies to either be sexy for men to look at or to be like um, to carry babies to be a wife and a mother and to carry babies and so for me it's just a it's a um it's a it's a rebellion against what the patriarchy um, believes women's bodies to be. Um, so, yeah, something that Leah wrote down here in her notes is um, an embodied powerful woman is the most attacked and triggering force. And yeah. it's so true in, in our experience, in our lived experience. It is so true because showing up in that way is either going to inspire something within someone like activate a sense of empowerment um, or it's going to trigger them like Leah said you know it's if it's something that they haven't yet owned in themselves or if they're still like deep in um, in like surrounded in shame around their own sexuality then that's what it's going to trigger within them yeah so I feel like some some steps to offer to those who are working with this and experiencing this. And so like the first thing is understanding that this path of being an embodied, powerful woman isn't easy. Well, okay, it's easeful, but it's not um, easy. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> like there's we have to know how to really own that and anchor into that and be really sure of what that means for us and why we're on this path. Mm -hmm. So we're self-validated, we're self-sourced, we're self-fulfilled, and we're not needing others to be like, wow, damn, you're really powerful, you're super embodied, and that's good with me, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and that's kind of the difference between the good girl energy, because this good girl energy mm -hmm. is like, she's wanting to be good for everyone else. She's wanting to make you happy. You're, you're like kind of upset over here. So she's going to like change how she is to fit into that and make mm -hmm. you more comfortable. And, and then this 
embodied, powerful woman is like, I am who I am and I'm kind and compassionate, but I don't need to change who I am to fit into your mold of who yeah. you need me to be. Yeah. And so if me being who I am triggers you, I'm sorry for that, you know, but it's that's not mine. That's not mine. And so this is kind of the second layer is being able to see that when people say that you're wrong or you're too much or you shouldn't express in that way, don't dance like that, that is their own perspective. So that's their own yeah, it's their own perspective. And so that's from, they have gathered that belief from their life experiences, from what culture has told them, people have told them their own stories that they tell themselves about what is good and bad and true or not true. And that's theirs. Mm -hmm. And then they put that onto you. And so especially if someone hasn't healed or worked with or looked at the shadow parts of their sexuality or of women's sexuality or of yeah like just sexuality in general then that's like they're not going to be okay with you showing up in that way Mm -hmm. right because they just can't get that Mm -hmm. and so once we can understand some of this like we can have a lot of compassion towards those people right like i can have a lot of compassion towards this man who the situation happened with manda because it's like oh wow like I would not want to live in that place, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know that this work also, this work to look at the shadow parts, look at our unintegrated parts of ourselves or where we carry shame around sexuality, that's hard work. That is deep, hard work. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, some people choose to not do it and that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. That's theirs. And so being able to discern what's mine and what's theirs so where am i good with where i'm at and you can look for any truth in what they're saying you can be open to feedback right Right. so is there any truth here is there anything that i feel is actually true and i want to take that as feedback and hold that for myself and what is not my truth what is completely theirs and not mine and give that back to them Give them back their own things to work with. You, you don't need to hold that for them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to take that on. Mm-hmm. And you don't yeah. need to fix it for them, right? Because here's another thing is like, for me, when people might comment on my social media or send me a message that's like hateful or slut shaming, I do want to like hand them their power back, but I'm not going to sit here and teach them everything they need to know about sexuality <laughs> so maybe yeah. they can heal that thing within them. No, that has to be their choice. That ha- they have to choose that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they ask me a question, I'll answer it mm-hmm. and, you know, give them some reflection or whatnot. But I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to like hand them their power back and then like give them all of my power too. <laughs> yeah. Like they have to choose that for themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, lastly to, to work with this is we talk about internal boundaries. And so... The way I see boundaries is there's external boundaries and internal boundaries. And external boundaries are more so like, hey, I'm not available for that, can't go, I'm busy, things like that. And internal boundaries is being able to not take on what's not yours. Mm -hmm. So if someone's projecting onto you or slut-shaming or saying these things, it's like, 
okay, feel that internal, like you can even feel it now in your body, this internal boundary of, no, this is me. This Mm -hmm. is what's mine. That's yours. I'm not going to absorb that. I'm not going to take that. I'm safe in my expression. My erotic essence is sacred. It's life-giving. I know it's not dirty. And I'm firm in that. I'm solid in that. I'm anchored into that. And so that internal boundary is like, no, this is mine. That's theirs. Yeah, so I think it's important if you, you know, begin to explore this for yourself, pursuing sexual liberation and claiming your erotic power, like one of those steps in creating boundaries, your internal boundaries, like I think the very first step is becoming really clear on what this means to you. What does it mean to you? Because it's going to be confronting. It's going to be triggering. Like this work is literally kept in the shadows. Like this is, like Leo was saying, like deep work because it's so kept in the shadows. It's so um, demonized and um, shamed and all these things. So it's important that you become really clear on what it means to you and why it's important to you. I um, recently had this question, like, just kind of pop up in a um, in a moment of like stillness. You know how sometimes, like, you just kind of have those like moments, and you it's, it's kind of like you're having like a conversation with yourself, your your inner knowing, your inner voice. And it was like my inner voice just asked me out of the blue, "Hey, um, if you just like." If no one ever commented or said anything or complimented you in any type of way on your social media about, like, the posts that you share, like, if no one was like, oh, you're so beautiful or, oh, that's so sexy, like, if if it was, like, nothing, if it was, like, radio silence whenever you shared something, would you still do it? I was like, damn, okay, like... (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I sat with it, you know, because I was like, there, there's a reason why. Like, I just um, kind of asked myself that question. But I think what it was, was me, like, pulling myself back into center. Me pulling myself back into my power and my purpose and asking myself, like, why is it that you do this? Becoming really clear on that. And so then that helps to... Um, to form and to fortify those internal boundaries because um, they they exist around your center around your your purpose so um, it's important that you really anchor that in and and it's okay if you drift off from it right like because I think that's what was happening to me in that moment I was starting to drift off from my center and and lose touch with it Um, And that was my like inner knowing, my inner voice just drawing me back into it. Like, hey, Amanda, like, why are you actually doing this? What does this mean to you? And then in in this experience as well, that was a very, very big, big way of drawing me back to my center, you know. But then I ended up being really grateful for it because it fueled my passion and my vision for this like times a hundred. And I... I needed that, you know, I needed that reminder. And it's, again, it's just like, it is more fuel for for the art that I create. And, you know, I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at 
at our art, you know, and your art can be, it doesn't have to look like um, a painting or poetry. Your art can be anything that comes from within you and that you share um, with the world. That is your art. And so, you know, if you kind of just stay in this like safe little comfort zone, this little bubble where no one's ever challenging you and you just live in a world where everyone agrees with you and celebrates you, like your art's might get kind of dull, you know, and, and so this is a way that we can, um, we can work with our art and create art that's even more potent and truthful. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's like, part of this path of being an embodied, liberated woman is being artful with it like Mm. what art are you creating from your pain the more that you know your pain and your shadow the more you can it's like the more depth comes yeah and and that's what like dance is for me and Mm um pole dancing and just intuitive dance it's like it's the language of the body it's making art it's like letting an emotion actually move through me and speak without Mm -hmm. any words yeah and again, that's what we're going to do with the liberated woman mm-hmm. in Denver. Um, so that's a really great opportunity for anyone who is like, this is hitting home with. And maybe you're like, you've been working, maybe you've worked with us before or done your own work around your sexuality or just becoming more liberated with your boundaries. Or maybe you haven't really touched that part of you yet. And there's a reason we created this experience to be in person you know we've done many retreats in costa rica and what we found was that it wasn't really costa rica that was giving this amazing experience it was Mm -hmm. us being together as women and in a really safe container and fully expressing ourselves Mm -hmm. and that was the power that was the transformation that was what touched us and touched these women so much and so bringing this to a place that's more accessible denver colorado And being able to be in person and witness each other and see that we're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We're not alone in this. And the more we can speak to that and and like literally speak that out and witness that, the less untouchable it becomes, the less like scary it becomes. It's like, oh, okay, I can be with this. This isn't so jarring. I can actually stabilize in this mm-hmm. I can be okay with this yeah and then that that empowers you to go out and carry that out into the world you know I think like you just said it's so important to have that experience of being in a safe place first being able to explore it and express it in a safe place first and then that gives you the confidence and the embodied experience to know I'm sit like Leo was saying I'm safe in my expression I understand what this expression is for, what it means to me. And now I can, Mm -hmm. you know, share it with the world because the world needs that. The world needs your expression. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the more I'm telling you guys, like, you can choose this path if you want to or not. (laughs) But I'm telling you, it's really, there's a lot of amazing benefits that come Mm -hmm. to this path, come with this path. Like, yes, it's challenging and hard. And, oof, like, it brings so much aliveness and inspiration and pleasure Mm -hmm. into your life like when you're living in your sexual erotic essence 
like more life is uh, is available to you more pleasure is available to you more passion more more life like and the more that you open to that the more that life wants to move in and through you and bring you your desires yeah because if we're not doing this work the other option is we hide Mm -hmm. so we hide from ourself or we kind of become this like a victim of life or we 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 don't own our desires yeah and so through liberation yeah we're talking about sexuality here and with that it's also our own personal power. Mm-hmm. It's what we believe that we can do and accomplish in the world. It's who we believe that we can be. It's how much money that... It's so working with our sexuality, it helps to build our capacity mm-hmm. to hold more pain, to hold more pleasure. And through that, we can hold more presence. We can hold more wealth. We can hold more of what we desire and... You can even look at it in the terms of relationship and you like in this situation, you know, this man, he was wanting like this good, nice girl who would change who she is, sacrifice herself to succumb to what he was wanting. He was wanting her to change who she is Um, and that we have to be really careful of that, right? Because this was a more like extreme example, but there's smaller moments of this all throughout life of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that made you uncomfortable. You're right. Like, I'll just be different. I'll be what you need. Mm-hmm. And in relationship, you know, that's the example of like the immature masculine, the immature man who doesn't want a woman in her power because that intimidates him. He wants to control. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that is the mature man who wants a woman in her power he wants a woman who owns her desires who knows who she is and says yeah i can see what you're saying there and this is what's true for me mm-hmm. and so you can be aware of this like um there's a difference of a man or a person i suppose giving feedback on hey that made me really uncomfortable or i wonder if you're open to this or i mm-hmm. noticed this versus attacking and making it wrong. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. You shouldn't do that. You need to be like this, right? And so again, like Manda was saying, what we do inside with the liberated woman, the experience is being able to own that in a safe place so that in the real world or like your everyday life, it's so much more available to you. You can say, ooh, I can sense this. And I'm going to anchor into what's true for me. I'm not going to sacrifice myself. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to, you know, oh, that desire. Yeah, you're right. It was a really big desire. It's too big for me. You shouldn't have that. That's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think we can have compassion on just men in general. Um, something that I was like also noticing with this particular man was from the very beginning I could sense how guarded he was and I could tell that it came from his past experiences with women and it felt like in his perspective you know he had this belief around women they're just generally very manipulative and toxic and and so I could tell that that you know 
he had been wounded, he had been hurt, and so he built up these walls around his heart and he wasn't letting love in. And then when you do that, you just become like, you know, isolated and and then that makes you, you know, want to, you know, have even more of this like desire to control and looking to you know, unhealthy outlets to like relieve this pain and and men really generally aren't given the tools to support themselves um, around like, you know, emotional regulation or processing their emotions or expressing their emotions, you know, they're told to like not show that side of themselves. So it becomes so suppressed. And, um, you know, so you could sense that in him that he had like these, these walls and this barrier around his heart. And, um, you know, I think it just reminded me of like, yeah, men are, you know, just like we talk about women, you know, in the ways that we're suppressed. Uh, men also have their own experiences with this. Um, so yeah, so I think it's important as well, though, to to recognize like a mature versus immature masculine man and um, remembering that, yeah, the mature masculine is going to be very much open to a woman who has opinions and who has opinions that are maybe going to challenge his opinions and, you know, open to a woman who is very expressive and um, who's very confident, right? And who doesn't expect her to fit into this box that makes him feel like she's controlled and that makes him feel comfortable in, in what he believes a woman should be. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely that was definitely confronting for me and other ways as well, because there is definitely a past version of me who would have been like, oh, oops, let me fit, you know, let me slide back into my good girl role and and shrink myself and morph myself into exactly what you need me to be so that I can receive, you know, your validation. So um, I was proud of myself to see myself walk away from that situation rather than trying to stay and like uh, fix myself in order to fit into into that relationship. But yeah, I think it's important to remember that, you know, like men, um, they're, it's important to remember there are men who will understand and appreciate and celebrate your sexual expression. Um, that was like, yeah, a belief that came up for me. I was like, oh no, <laughs> is that like impossible or, or ridiculous or unrealistic for me to believe that there is, that there are men out there who won't be intimidated or triggered by this? And, you know, again, Leah was quick to remind me, like, <laughs> yes, there are men out there who um, who do embody the mature masculine. And so, yeah, I think it's just important to, like, have compassion on the men as well and compassion on their experience and um, how they've been suppressed emotionally and, and how that shows up for them. And it's an invitation to continue living in your expression and keeping your heart open because that could have been you know another opportunity for me to like close my heart down again um 
but instead I, you know, I chose to keep my heart open and, um, I think it's important that we remember that's like, that is, that's, (laughs) it's important, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, we have to continue living with our heart open because if we choose to close our hearts in those moments, like we are, we're not doing anything to like solve this problem that we're seeing, right? Like, so then if I come up, come into contact with a man who has a closed heart and that makes me close my heart, then we're just two people out here closing our hearts and like rejecting love. And, you know, that's not how you really invite in this connection and this intimacy that, that we all desire. So, you know, I think living as an example of, of what you practice and what you believe in and what you desire Mm -hmm. is how you receive what you desire. Mm -hmm. Yes. So much. Yes. Yeah. Really proud of the way you've navigated it. Thank you. So, so yeah, I think we can wrap it up with an invitation to join us in Denver. Yes. (laughs) Like we've mentioned, the Liberated Woman. Yeah. It's a half-day retreat, Denver, Colorado. It's August 27th. And yeah, this came came through, this idea for this um, experience, this event came through from um, one of our favorite experiences at our last retreat. Um, it was on the pleasure day when we were exploring erotic dance and just seeing what it um, awakened inside of the women there and how that like continued to to be integrated in their lives back home was so inspiring to us that we're like yeah we need to keep doing this and and like leo was saying how can we bring this experience in a more accessible way you know bringing it to a place like denver colorado and a half day experience rather than a whole retreat um but it, it truly is like you're gonna walk away like having experienced um you know, what it's like being on retreat with us Mm -hmm. in Costa Rica, you know, it's like that same magic of gathering together in person, like expressing together, moving together, um, being vulnerable together, being seen, being witnessed um, in a safe space. It's, yeah, it's really transformational. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the liberated woman, it's, it's for this is for the, the women who have made themselves smaller to make others more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been told their emotions were an inconvenience or too much um, and invalidated their own emotions. This is for the women who feel burnt out or mm-hmm. just overwhelmed with daily life and the daily to-dos. If you really resonated with what we were sharing about boundaries, the external and internal, and being able to set the proper, firm, um, supportive boundaries in your life so that you protect your energy and you're solid in your energy, but you're also open. You also have an open heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you experience any shame or disconnection from your sensuality, from your vulnerability, showing who you really are and your self-expression and being able to have more fulfilling connected relationships intimate and with with friends and your Mm -hmm. friendships 
So yeah, this is for you and we'll put the link to register in the show notes. You can also find us sisterssatstray.com or on Instagram at sisterssatstray. We are half full and we're about three weeks out. So if this is feeling like a yes for you, go ahead and register. Uh, Lots of information on the website. So if you have any questions, you can probably find it there. You can also shoot us a message on Instagram. We're happy to chat. Yeah, and this is an event that we plan to bring to our hometown of Pensacola, Florida as well. Um, and if you're like, man, I can't travel to Denver, but I'd love to see something like this where I live, then shoot us a message and um, we'd love to talk about bringing this event to you. All right. Thanks for joining us. Sending all the love and compassion to all of those who have been slut shamed. <laughs> <laughs> love you, sluts. <laughs> Thank you.